When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I am answering a question called into the podcast phone line about emotional validation and partnership, as well as resentment toward our parents. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that in marriage, I have gotten so much better at just asking for what I need, noticing that there's like a feeling rising in me and then just asking for what I need instead of getting caught up in the why and the how and the what has been been of it all. Yesterday, I was feeling a little disconnected and like we hadn't had much time to connect. And so I just said, hey, can we make a point to catch up tonight? And that was that. We made a point to catch up and it was lovely. And I just feel like we should pat ourselves on the back when we notice our growth. My thorn is that my voice is not sure if it wants to work today or not. So we're going to kind of in and out um, audibly, which is unfortunate because I have an IG live today. I'm recording podcasts, obviously. And so, you know, not ideal, but we'll make it work. My bud is in attempts to get ready for fall. I am doing my fall target trip today. I'm going to get my first pumpkin spice cold brew and I'm going to buy fall candles and like fall scented cleaning supplies. Maybe I'll go crazy and get a new throw blanket. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm trying to warm myself up to the idea of being cold. (laughs) All right. I'll let you know if it worked out for me. All right, friends, let's hear from today's caller. Hi, Sarah Jane. My name is Caitlin. I absolutely love your podcast. I have two questions for you. I am a one-wing nine. My husband is a five-wing four. And lately in our communication, I've been really craving emotional validation and really needing it, especially since that's a skill that's hard for me to do. My husband is very advice-focused and problem-solving and fixing-focused in his language, very direct and kind of struggles to speak to me in the language that I'm kind of hoping for. I'm wondering if you have tips for our partnership in communicating um, more effectively and that me kind of dealing with receiving support in a different language. I'm also curious, as a one-wing nine, I've been processing my father's alcoholism, and I carry a lot of resentment and anger about that, and I'm curious if you have any tips for processing something like that um, with a parent. 
Thank you so much for your amazing podcast. I appreciate you so much. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for calling in. First of all, I totally understand this. I also struggle to validate myself. So when I'm invalidated by someone else, it's like a total depletion from all sides. And I do have some tips. So First, start with validating yourself. Build a well of safety within you so that your partner can have room for error. What I guess may be happening to some degree is that the type one structure tends to convince us that there are good feelings and there are bad feelings, and we are only supposed to feel and express the good ones, which quite frankly isn't possible. So in that place, we may seek out an outside perspective to offer us the support and permission that we're struggling to offer ourselves. The difficult thing about that is that there is only one right way for them to respond when we are making them our entire supply of permission. Second, I kind of assume you've talked to them about it before, but just in case, ask directly for what you want. It can be helpful to describe validation instead of asking to be validated. So for example, instead of saying, I need you to validate me, saying, when I tell you about something going on in my life, will you repeat back to me what you hear me saying and give me a chance to confirm that's what I mean? And then empathize with me by saying something like, that makes sense, or that sounds hard. You don't have to agree with me in order to validate me. We can have completely different experiences of a situation and still validate the other person's experience was real and may have been difficult for them. When you try to solve or fix my problems, it implies that I'm not capable of handling it on my own. I am perfectly capable of solving the problem, but before I have the space and energy to fix it, I need to be emotionally supported, which is what I need from you the most. And third, when it comes to receiving support in a different language, I don't know that we can make ourselves do that. We all have things that feel like support to us and things that don't. And I I don't know that we have the choice to feel supported by things that don't feel supportive to us. It may mean that you don't go to your husband for that support if he can't validate you, but definitely try to have that conversation first. And then maybe a friend or a therapist can serve in that role as well while you guys work on him learning that skill. As much as I'd like to say that you can control yourself enough to appreciate something that doesn't feel good to you, I just don't think that's how it works, as convenient as that would be. (laughs) Because we know what to expect of ourselves and we know we can control ourselves. And so that would be really nice, right? But I really do think support is what support is to us. And I think our logical brains can find a place of empathy with them and understanding that they're not trying to be invalidating. They're trying to solve the problem or be supportive in the way that they know how. So I think we can empathize with them and not hold on to like anger or a grudge while at the same time continuing to understand what we need and ask for that to be met. For the second part of your question, what I think you're asking is how do I process my frustration with my parent instead of just alone, maybe in attempts to preserve that relationship. But just in case you mean on your own, I'll answer it both ways. So if we're talking about healing and moving through this on your own, I think the anger and resentment are natural and just part of the process and beautiful that you can acknowledge them. I'm not inclined to tell you to fix those feelings, but instead to allow them to be there for as long as they're present 
And then maybe to find a place of curiosity about your parent and why they made the choices that they did, if you want to. If you decide to do this, it can help you to have compassion for them and the path that they chose. So for example, my dad was an alcoholic to the point where I only saw him sober maybe twice right before he died. I think a part of me will always be angry that he chose that over being a parent. But the other part of me knows that he was a deep feeler who couldn't bear the reality that he has been hurt and he has hurt others and alcohol gave him the chance to ignore those feelings. It doesn't make it okay, but it does make it understandable. It doesn't make me less angry that I didn't get a dad who was there for me, but it does make me more compassionate toward the dad that I did have. Number two, with your parent, I would think, you know, assess how much your parent will be able to have that conversation and get clear on what you want out of that conversation. So is your objective to be heard, to be validated, to preserve the relationship, to explain why you can't preserve the relationship? Then it's important to ask, is that outcome something that's possible with your parent if nothing about them changes? Do you have a parent capable of validation or will it turn toward shaming you or blaming you or getting angry at you? Could it cause more harm? Do you have a parent who is capable of having a healthy relationship with you and respecting your boundaries? Explore that before you have the conversation so that you can go in with the right perspective and an honest set of expectations. The reality is that most people in our lives, especially our parents, are not going to change. So we need to have the conversation with the understanding of who they already are and what we are hoping to receive from them and and do we really believe they can offer that. In both of these situations, if you aren't already seeing a therapist, I think these are beautiful scenarios that will take some time to work through and give yourself the space with a therapist to work through these complex dynamics would be so beneficial. And if I haven't recommended it all lately, BetterHelp and Open Source are both great options for therapy that offer financial support if you don't have insurance that would cover your therapy for you. And maybe you're already in therapy and you're just looking for a different perspective. Of course, that's wonderful. Take this to your therapist, ask them what they think about it and, and talk through it. Thank you guys so much for sending in such a beautiful question. If you're listening at home and you have Enneagram questions, you can call or text them into 828-338-9127. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.